Finally, Finn Face Lock Pop Pit. Wait. I love it. I love it. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, Macho Man. Luger is gigantic. That's not just the coolest. That's not just the best. Front Face Lock Podcast. Now that, my friend, is just incredible. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the new king of Twitter, Vinny. I don't even know how I got the handle the new king of Twitter. I don't even think I'm a fucking prince of Twitter. Because you tweet now. Been fuck- you've had like nine Twitter accounts, and this is the one you actually use. Yeah, I, I just always just watch. I use it, but you know, I don't even really use it. I kind of just retweet everything you tweet out. <laughs> and I just like everything everybody yeah. else sends me. I I like what you write, and then I retweet it, and then you like my retweet, and then you retweet it. <laughs> it's like just a fucking circle of tweetness. Or something like that. Happy, uh, happy three sixteen. Happy three sixteen. Why I said it like that? It's like <laughs> you're like happy three sixteen. <laughs> but you know, I'm uh, I'm drinking a nice stone cold broken skull IPA in honor of this. Oh, did you get it delivered? I did get it delivered. It took twenty minutes to get to my house, and I didn't have to fucking leave. That's pretty awesome. But how much? There was is, a, how much is the delivery fee? Two dollars. Oh, that's not bad. And it's a $40 minimum from Granite Right from Spirits. That's pretty fucking awesome. I am drinking uh, the Miller Light 316 Pilsner. I made that up. You have a bottle in your hand. I will give you $100 right now if you take two bottles and smash them over your head like Stone Cold. That's not going to happen. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so, also, in about two hours and 15 minutes, it is St. Patrick's Day. It is, and I am Irish. I am Irish as well. So is Seamus. So is Fit Finlay. I'm pretty sure Kamala was from Ireland. Kamala. Yeah, the Ugandan the, giant. The Ugandan giant. Yes. From. You think he was from Ireland? Based in Ireland. I think he's from like Kansas City. I mean, he could have been. There's got to be. There's got to be somebody else. What about the Yeti? The Yeti is from. Wherever Yetis are from. Mm. I don't think there's a lot of Yetis in Ireland. They call Ireland the Emerald Isle, right? Yeah. Maybe Oz is from Ireland. Oz, click, click, was from Emerald City, Oz. Uh, Ireland. Northern Ireland. Ireland. Bye. Is that why he wore green? That's why he wore green. Does anyone want to come out to Shamrocks and Shenanigans? Only the, the metal version. Really, who did? No, I'm saying I would. Oh, yeah. Boom, shalak, lock, boom. That's the same song. Yeah, I like the original. It's a good thing you brought up music, because I would like to thank Ashes of Your Enemy. What is the name of the song? Surrender. For our new intro. That's fucking awesome. Those guys are awesome. I know they're not together anymore, but we got them to send us that song, and we That's made it our new intro. This um, is the Front Face Lock podcast. We are often imitated. It never comes out the same. It's like making a copy of a copy. Like, yeah, and it's like, like Michael Keaton in, in Multiplicity. There's a lot of number fours. A chainsaw? That, there's a lot of those Ryan, are number ones. Ryan, did you buy me a monkey? Click, click. A book? 
Something nice. <laughs> uh, uh, something something nice. Please follow us on Twitter at, at Front Face Lock and Vin at fucking something Vin Cock Lock. Vin Cock Lock. <laughs> no, Vin. Vin Cock Lock. Vin Face L O K at Twitter. At Twitter. Yes. All right. That's the tweeter. Instagram, Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast. Emails on Gmail. Frontfacelockpodcast at gmail.com for any suggestions, anything you'd like to hear, see. You know, we did Brainbuster Boys episode a couple weeks ago, which is actually doing really well. People love that one. Donate. Let us, you know, people we had. I, I The jacket is sitting two feet away from me. I have yet to find an airbrush person because everything's still closed on the boardwalk in Seaside and Point Pleasant. But we had a overwhelming donations for me to buy this stupid jean jacket, which I do have to cut the <laughs> sleeves off. Because it is a little tight in the arms because I'm husky arms and Ryan. <clears throat> so I'm going to have to cut the sleeves off. But I, the Billy Kidman picture is there. I have it. The jacket is sitting right there. So I will be getting that airbrush as soon as the boardwalk starts opening up. And the uh, airbrushers. Airbrushers? Is that what their uh, official... Uh, uh, airbrush artists? Artists? Airbrush artists are back at their post on the boardwalk in Seaside or Point Pleasant. And I'll be getting them... To airbrush the Billy Kidman picture as promised. I can't so, wait. It's probably wait. like another week or so they'll start opening those shops up. I would think when the weather gets warmer. Also, I'd like to mention that we're trying to get uh, some more guests here that you guys would like to enjoy. And next week on Tuesday, we are going to have WCW, NWA, WWE, AEW, what AAW, legendary ring announcer. Gary Michael Capetta, live and in person. I sent him a message. He was all about it. He lives two towns over. He actually wanted to come here and do it, but I'm not set up really to have a guest here. But he's going to promote it on his YouTube channel. He is, seems like a super nice guy. He's got great stories to tell if you actually like watch some of the stuff that he's done in the past, other podcasts or whatever. So I'm, we're really excited about that. It's kind of out of left field because you know, he's always just been in the background of every you know, old school WCW we've ever watched. You know, it's always Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Gary Michael Capetta. I'd love to hear some of his stories and his, his take on today's wrestling world. He, I know he wants to talk about what's going on today. So it's going to be it's gonna be a good one, and I'll have that one out as soon as possible next week. After we do it Tuesday night, I'll have it out, try to have it out on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I always found it interesting with ring announcers anyway, and, I'll, you know, we'll ask this next week. How does one person even get into that? Is it like you're a voice actor? You just sitting around and you're on the corner being like practicing, and someone who's on the corner? Like you're sitting on the corner of like you know, he's from North Jersey, he's sitting on the corner in Carney of Route 17, is going now entering a Toyota Corolla, and it's like going by, and somebody <laughs> like, just happens to hear it, and it's like, oh, that boy's got a voice. He's he's standing at the he's standing at like the maybe he was like the host at the Meadowlands Diner. And he's standing there, and people would walk in and be like, now entering them from the ramp, weighing in at a combined weight of 475 pounds, and the couple's like, wait, wait. What are, what are you talking about? Don't talk about my wife's weight. Sir, you're about 400. She's about 75. From parts unknown, about to order a toasted bagel with butter and jelly, a coffee light and sweet, like some shit like that. And a Taylor ham egg and cheese. This couple... He's- these people. Couple one, couple two. From <laughs> parts unknown. Weight, probably unknown. Weight, unknown. Weight, 
that gives us an idea. WCW is listening. But what if we change a couple to creatures? Tony Giovanni's sitting there having a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese, and he's going, do you hear that guy's voice? we got to sign him. Not only does he know Parts Unknown, which is an amazing idea, Gary Michael Gopetta could have invented Parts Unknown. Wouldn't it be great if I just left this in the show and we just started really great heat? It's a, we need to let it simmer for a little bit before we ha- start having heat. Click, click. Yeah. Once we get more popular, we're gonna start. We're gonna have, start making heat with other podcasts. <laughs> we turn. Are we turning heel? We're gonna stay. We're gonna be like Austin or The Rock or even Michaels when he's in DX. We're just gonna not look at anybody. There's gonna be a okay. few people we get along with, like Brainbuster Boys are awesome. There's going to be a few that we're just going to fucking chair shot. We're going to just fucking Seth Rollins chair shot and get out of the shield. Just Marty Jannetty through the fucking window. Yeah. We're not going to do it yet because we're not there. We love all the support from all the other podcasts and, and everybody that follows us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. But one day we're just going to fucking chair shot everybody. Anyway, so today I believe we're going to be doing WWE Great American Bash 2005. I know we did Great American Bash 2004. This show started on a Great American Bash that I've deleted, but that was Great American Bash 91, which we'll redo. Great American Bashes are just bad. Yeah, they, they don't have a good track record, and especially when they went to WWE, they were bought out, and they tried to keep the nostalgia of using the WCW name. It's, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's not It's not good. It, it, it's on par. What was the one we did the other SmackDown with the, uh, was that Judgment Day or Armageddon? One of the ones that we did with the crypt of, you know, Paul Bear getting buried in the crypt. Was it Great American Bash? Was it? Yes. It was. It was 04. It was the year before. Yeah, Great American Bash 04. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Great American Bash 04, the, one, the year before, they fucking bury Paul Bear in a concrete crypt, and then they come back with this shit the following year. It's just so, a bad track record. Ryan, I know that you always like to do the honors of telling us what's going on at the same time. You know, this was obviously July 24th, 2005. What was going on in other leagues? WCW didn't exist. ECW didn't exist. But uh, I think Impact was TNA around at this point, right? TNA was around. So let me just give you the quick rundown of this pay-per-view. It was July 24th, as you said, in Buffalo, New York, one of my favorite cities because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Just signed Emmanuel Sanders. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. They could have got Galladay much better. They didn't. They got Emmanuel Sanders. But anyway, no. I digress. It was at the HSBC Arena. Capacity is about 19,070, and okay. the attendance was 8,000. Hey, yikes. Yeah. Did people actually think this was a WCW event and they didn't show up? You know, it's still early enough that there's some people so that confused. may be like, ah. Oh. The bash, I'm not going to that one. I don't think the the year before's was that big either. And this was a SmackDown brand one. So this is only the SmackDown yeah. guys. So that's probably another reason why it wasn't as big. Yeah, SmackDown sucked. I mean, it still kind of sucks, but it's better now during the brand split because all those years ago, Raw was Vince's baby. And once they did the brand split, he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep all the good guys on Raw and, and put a couple good guys on SmackDown and, and treat that as my secondary show, not as an well, equal. Well, what they did that was smart recently is that instead of doing just a SmackDown pay-per-view and a Raw pay-per-view, they do them both, but they separate the announcers and the matches and everything. So they're all integrated, and then in Survivor Series, they find each other. Doing a SmackDown-only brand pay-per-view obviously is going to not draw as many people as a Raw pay-per-view. Yeah. 
Yes, I li- I do love to do the honors just because I like to see compa- I like to see both sides of the story and what's yeah. going on. TNA was doing no surrender. They did this July seventeenth, a week before, in yeah. Orlando, Florida, at the Impact Zone because everything was at the Impact Zone. The attendance was seven hundred and seventy-five. Well, thousand. Seven hundred and seventy-five. Thousand. Hundred. Seven hundred and seventy-five hundred thousand. Seven hundred and seventy-five. That's it. People. Yes. The capacity is only fourteen hundred, and they oh. were still new. They're they're still new. They're only a couple years old. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize the impact zone was the size of a a middle school cafeteria, and they couldn't fill half. I had more people at my Christmas show when I was in school. You know, when you do like the uh, the stupid ass songs that you do the choir. And or chorus, you do chorus, and, and all your parents come to watch you, and you're all singing on like the the risers, and then your piano teacher is making those stupid like fucking songs, and it's the same song, just a different season. It's the same. same and she melody. does this with her hand right before you sing, where she's is like it, trying to get you guys to like get on cue. She's waving her hand in the air. Yeah, when we used to practice, she would bam bam bam, like when you fuck up. But yeah, we had more people in attendance watching that than TNA. You had more people at your Kinsaliere. My who? Your Kinsaliere. What the fuck is that? That's a Spanish girl's 16th birthday. A Kinsaliere? Are you confusing? Hold on. I have to look at the way this is. And a Kinsaliere? Look up Spanish girl's 16th birthday. I think it's 15th. Okay, it's 15th birthday. Kinsaliere. I don't... Kinsaliere? No, Kinsaliere. Kinsanera or some shit. Hold on. Let me get the translate. Translate this shit, bitch. Translate. Translate. Translation. Here we go. Ready? Kinsanera. Kinsanera. Okay, you had more people at your Kinsanera. First of all, you thought it would be when I was 16. I had it when I was 15. You didn't fucking show up. Number one. Number two, I'm not from Spanish heritage. (laughs) Number three. I'm not from Spanish. <laughs> you said, you said, consigliere or some shit. Like I'm the fucking godfather. I thought I was going to be getting a made man. Tommy yeah. walking into the, the garage going, oh, fuck. I'm going to be a made man and then he gets shot in the back of the head so your mom can't have an open casket. I mean, she could have still. Yeah, but you know, the face is like, he gets shot in the back of the head so his front of his head explodes. Oh, yeah. But it was Joe Pesci. It is still Joe Pesci. Like, you still show him, like, well, his head has exploded, but it's Joe Pesci. You know, some people that listen to this podcast have no idea what they're ta- what we're talking about because that movie was made, like, after they were born. Goodfellas. It's one of the best movies it's ever made. It's probably the best mob movie in my mind, but... That, Godfather Casino, Godfather 2, no, in no particular order, are the four best mafia movies. And then Untouchables with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Those are the best mob movies ever made. I agree. What was I talking about? Your Kinsiera. Okay. Um, so TNA's uh, card that night was America's Most Wanted, which was Chris Harris and James Storm versus Alex Shelley and Matt Bentley. Okay, who? 775 people also did not know who these people were. <laughs> then you had Sunjay Dutt. I know Sunjay Dutt. Ex-Division champion. Yes, this was actually for the TNA Super X Cup tournament. It was uh, Sanjay Dutt, Alex Skipper. 
Mikey Bats, and Shark Boy. I remember Shark Boy too. I remember Shark Boy. Then you had Apollo. Click click. Opolo. Opolo. A P O L O. Opolo. Opolo. Sunny Saiki. S I A K I. Saika. Saiki. That guy. Yeah. Click click. First, David Young and Simon Diamond. Simon Diamond. Why does that sound so familiar? It, I looked him up. He, I don't. I didn't recognize him. But then he had actually Samoa Joe versus Chris Sabin. I like Samoa Joe. And I like Chris Sabin. But you, do you like him or do you like him like him? All right, Kevin Arnold. No, I don't fucking like him like him. I, <laughs> I couldn't pick him out of a fucking lineup. I just remember his name and I remember he was Which, good. Did you let him wear your varsity jacket? Do I look like somebody that was ever on a varsity team? Would you let him wear your class ring around his neck? I don't even know if I still have my class ring. <laughs> who, is it? who is it? Chris Sabin? Chris Sabin. Ryan and Sabin sitting in the tree. S-U-C-K-I-N-G. <laughs> if you want to just go right off the fucking ledge. <laughs> I took a hard right turn Yo, that, right that was into almost, that. That was almost as dark as my sprucial abuse. <laughs> yeah. Listen to our podcast, mow your lawn, have a beer, listen to our podcast, super kick your spouse. What the fuck? And then Ryan turns around and says that it took a dark turn down Spousal Abuse Avenue, and I read it as sprucial abuse. <laughs> we just started talking about maiming all kinds of trees. Yeah, that was like 20 minutes of me looking up trees so I could <laughs> figure out what I can do with alliteration for the next tree. Me too. <laughs> so, what was Simon Diamond? Simon Diamond versus Chris Sabin. No, Samoa Joe versus Chris oh. Sabin, you fucking ADHD fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, so Samoa Joe versus Chris Sabin. Then Team Canada, which was A1, Bobby Roode and Eric Young, versus the Naturals, Andy Douglas, Chase Stevens, and Lance Hoyt with Oof. Jimmy Hart. Then you had uh, Monty Brown and Kip James, which was Mr. Ass, versus three live crew, Conan and Ron Killings. But there's only two guys. Well, there's a third. I think the third one was Road Dog. Oh, what a team. But they're spelled Crew K-R-U. They did spell Crew K-R-U. The next match, actually, in my opinion, today would be the main event. But Jerry Lynn was the guest referee, and it was AJ Styles versus Sean Waltman. That's decent enough. Yeah, I, I say that should be the main event because the ne- the main event is the X Division Championship, which may have been a good match, but it was Christopher Daniels versus Petey Williams. Who's Petey Williams? Petey. It's Petey. Hey, Petey. Who's Petey Williams? I don't know who Petey Williams is. He's the guy in the card. They really should have just made it. Yeah, X-Pac and AJ. Yeah, so that was TNA. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're a new company. You know, they're around about a year or two years, something like that at that point. Gotta give them credit for trying. And, you know, they made, no no pun intended, they made an impact. They're still around as impact now. Right. Teaming with AEW, so, I mean, they're they're gaining a little bit of uh, publicity. They're crawling before they walk. They're walking before they run. They're running before they fall. Who owns uh, Impact now? It was uh, Dixie Carter. That was a long time ago, though. I don't know who owns it now. Uh, Jeff Jarrett owned it for a while. Dixie Carter owned it. I think and it's a uh, Billy Corgan owned it too. Billy Corgan was a part of. Now he owns NWA. Yeah. I think uh, Steve Impact owns it. 
It's um Steve Impact. That's his name. No, Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Who which is owned by Steve Impact. Yeah, Steve Impact. Steve again. He he was the owner he was an intern at uh Uncensored ninety five in WCW and he's built his way up to own Impact. His last name's actually Impact. It's actually Leonard Asper, but that's a stage name. And Dixie Carter actually owns like five percent of it still. All right, so that's the main event. All right, so we got the Great American Bash 2005. The match card was as follows. Number one match was Paul London versus Nunzio, who was uh, used to be in FBI for the Cruiserweight Championship. I think that was a dark match, though, wasn't it? It's just a singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. It could have been. This is one. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing it is. I don't think it, it was televised. The next one, we'll see, you know, when we start this. Legion of Doom, but it was the new Legion of Doom with Animal and Heidenreich. I, I don't know, was this after Hawk had died, or was this when he left because of his alcohol abuse? He left because the, with the alcohol abuse when Draws came in, but this is after he died because he died in 03. Okay, so, so Hawk has died, so they made Heidenreich a new member of the Legion of Doom. Heidenreich was awful. If anyone remembers... Heidenreich's most famous moment in WWE was when he had Michael Cole pushed up against a wall and insinuated that he was going to anally rape him. <laughs> I, do, I do remember that. And this was, he was not technically a, uh, a member yet because he still was mm. in his Heinrich outfit. Two months later, he became an official member, but he was actually fired six months after this. Wow. For what, actually anally raping Michael Cole? Probably, and this is something I wanted to bring up. Actually, I started saying it when, before we started recording. Vince McMahon loves to change people's names. He was going to call fucking Darren Drozdoff puke. Right. He, he's going to puke. He's yeah. going to puke. But then he decided to call him Draz. That was a cool name. I always used to like Draz. Yeah, and that was his, his real last name. It just kind of cut it half. You know, it was Darren Drozdoff. So he just yeah. used Draz. Different. Could this guy, Heinrich, comes into your office and he goes, what's your name? John, John Heinrich. Or, what is that his name? John, yeah, John Heinrich. John Heinrich. And Vince McMahon went, perfect. Could he have thought of a less Nazi-sounding name I mean, he could have Heinrich? I mean, you'll, you'll get his name right by the end of this podcast, but... <laughs> what, is, what is it? It's Heidenreich. Heidenreich sounds worse. <laughs> it could have been like John Third Reich. It rhymes. He could have just called him John Hein. What if you call him John Reich? Okay, call him John Heinrich. Heimlich. 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 Heinrich. Not Heidenreich. What about John Reich? John Reich. Well, they have Jackson Riker. Yeah, I mean, it sounds less like he should have been in the SS. He walks into the office, and Vince is like, Ah, uh, so you, you're a big guy. I'm thinking about putting you in the Legion of Doom, but uh, first we're going to try you out. Um, what's your name there, son? John Heidenreich. All right, well, there was uh, a couple names that I had picked out. T tell me tell me which, which you like, and, and I'm going to throw some out there, and we're going we're, we're gonna to pick. I have uh, Johnny Hitler, Jonathan Goebbels, and uh, uh, just Heidenreich. Uh, you know what? Goebbels... It sounds too much like gerbil. It's 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 not Nazi enough sounding. We're going for Heidenreich. 
We're going to go right to Heidenreich. I always thought of, when I heard this guy's name, that he was just some scary German, like, anti-Semitic wrestler. That's what I thought of in my head. Like, here comes Heidenreich, and I thought there was going to be the the flag with the eagles and all that shit, you know? Well, I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, considering... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I missed a match on the fucking TNA thing. It was Raven versus Abyss, by the way, in a dog collar match. Ah, uh, the Monster Abyss. Yes, the Mankind ripoff. I I wrote it down here and I I missed it. And who gives a shit? But yeah. these guys, Animal and Heidenreich. You couldn't have named like all right. So you have Animal and Hawk, Animal and Draws. You couldn't have named him like Animal and. Yeah, any tiger, eagle. Yeah, eagle, uh, falcon, something. I don't care what the fuck it is. Just, just something. Uh, animal and salamander. I don't care who it is. It's just something other than fucking Heidenreich. So we're gonna go into an equally bad name here, though, with who they faced. It's Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro with Molina, and the team name we've talked about. This, I think, one of the first pay per views we did. Eminem, Nitro. Is put in the so it's is it Mercury Nitro Molina or is it Molina Nitro Mercury? Molina should be in the middle somehow. And not to mention Johnny Nitro is John Morrison, right? So it's technically MMM. Yes, mmm. It's mmm. <laughs> hey, what's the name of your tag team? Mmm. Mmm. Click click. That was for the tag team championship. Third match is Booker T with Charmel versus Christian. Which, you know, that seems like it's a pretty probably a pretty good match. Fourth one is Orlando Jordan versus Chris Benoit for the United Orlando States. Orlando Jordan's from Salem, New Jersey, actually. Is he? That was for the United States Championship. The next one is definitely have to watch. Now, The Undertaker, as we remember last year, 2004, Great American Bash, killed Paul Bearer. Killed After- him. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah, he... F- he fought in one of the worst main events ever in history where he fought the Dudley Boys. And Paul Bearer was in a plexiglass encased box. With, thing, yeah. Yeah, with a cement truck that was going to pour into the box to kill him by Paul Heyman if Undertaker didn't do the right thing, which the right thing wound up being take a pin to the Dudleys. But after Undertaker won... He still pulled the switch and killed Paul Bearer. Was that the right thing? We we talked no, about it, that. No one will fucking know ever. No. It it just convoluted in a mess. So a year later, after killing his manager, he develops a feud with Muhammad Hassan. Do you know who Muhammad Hassan? What his character was? A terrorist. I mean, I mean he was Middle Eastern. <clears throat> he wasn't. Middle gonna, Eastern. He no, wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't in Middle Eastern at all. His name is Mark Julian Copani. He's not Middle Eastern. He's like fucking Italian. And they made him a Muslim terrorist. And built him from uh, Detroit. What wound up happening, his career ended after he had this terrorist angle because it coincided with two weeks earlier, 17 days earlier, there was the London bombings. Do you remember that? Yes. The WWE was on UPN at this time on SmackDown, and they're like, yeah, you can't have a terrorist on television. Meanwhile, they just killed a bunch of people in London. So they decided that the best decision was to have him killed by The Undertaker in this match. He was 100% Italian. The Undertaker 
defeated Davari, who was uh, Hassan's manager. And Hassan began to pray on the ramp, summoning five masked men dressed in black skirts, ski masks, and camo pants. And they were armed with clubs and piano wire, and they beat The Undertaker. Three days later, the bombings took place. And, then, you know, they did all that on... That SmackDown was on July 4th. I mean, that kind of coincides with all the underlying racism I've always talked about that Vince yeah. McMahon always did. There's no way that the next match could possibly have any sort of underlying racism whatsoever. No, no, because, you know, it's a great American bash, and Vince McMahon it doesn't have any sort of underlying racism. Not one, not one bone in Vincent K. McMahon's body is subtly racist. Through the years, nothing. There's no way no. that this next match could ever have any sort of racism in it. No, this is actually the least racist match I've ever seen in WWE. There hasn't been any. So this being the least racist is, is saying something. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start with the BWO, which was, uh, you know, the knockoff of the New World Order, but it was the Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, and Hollywood Nova. I think that was Supernova from ECW, if I'm not mistaken. So they fought the Mexicals. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. These are probably just a couple really cool guys that happen to hail from Mexico, right? Yeah, well, Mexicals. Yeah, you would you would be right. They are pretty cool, and they're very talented wrestlers. You got Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis, great wrestler, and Super Crazy. Super awesome. Here's the problem. They came out to the ring on a John Deere lawnmower with fucking leaf blowers attached to their backs. No, no, so they no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, no, they did. no, 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 no. They did not. No, no, no. In Vincent K. McMahon's infinite wisdom, he thought it was a great idea to have three Mexican guys, gimmicks, be landscapers. He might as well just thrown in, like, if we're going to just throw stuff out the dishwasher. He might as well. You, you could have had, like, a promo before the match, like, you know, a vignette. Of them waiting to go to the ring by waiting outside Home Depot and... Maybe they were waiting outside of Home Depot. They were washing dishes and somebody goes, you got to fight the BWO. So they jumped under John Deere's and yeah. got to the ring. Or they got a landscaper, picked them up. They jumped to the back of the pickup truck, the trailer, and then they rode the John Deere out of the back of the trailer down the ramp. So they stole the, the John Deere's from the landscaper then. I don't know how far Vince McMahon was willing to go with this. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. So this was, this was not a good idea in, in hindsight. Not at all. This is horrible. In two, two back-to-back matches, he's got a terrorist and Mexican landscapers. That was their gimmick. I mean, it's not as bad as having three Mexican guys come out with a pinata and call them Lucha House Party. Who did that? Who do you think? There's no way! I mean, it's not as bad as, well, it's pretty bad, as having a whitewashed Chavo Guerrero and calling him Kerwin White. And Who just, did that? I don't know. Who do you think? I, there's no way. If we couldn't degrade people anymore in life, I'm going to go on to the next match. There's no way that they would have some sort of match where the, I don't know, I'm just going to guess. There's no way that they're going to have a match with two Spanish guys fighting over the custody of a child. <laughs> you know what? You would be wrong. No way. And it's not even the custody of the child. It's about the revelation of who's the papa of said child. Rey Mysterio 
versus Eddie Guerrero in a singles match. And if Rey Mysterio lost, Guerrero would reveal his secret on live television. While Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, we all know him now. And you love him. That's like your favorite wrestler oh, now. I fucking think he's the fucking kitten's mittens, bro. This guy's the bee's knees. Fuck Dominic Guerrero. What the fuck's his name? Dominic. Oh, I almost Stereo. spoiler. <laughs> Dominic uh. Stereo. <laughs> so, fuck that guy. Shitty. You didn't like him yeah. back then? Stupid then. I don't know who's worse, him or Goldberg's kid. They're both fucking embarrassing. So, You're an listen. embarrassment too, Dominic. Yeah. That was that was pretty bad. It's for you know the real deal if Ray is the real father of Dominic. If things couldn't even be more degrading. There's no way. Listen, I have hit the bottom click click of the barrel. I don't there's no way I can dig deeper than this. There there was a match that was Pretty much a staple of WWE and every pay-per-view when it came Hell to women. Hell in a Cell or, or Steel Cage or something where, you know, like with Asuka and all, you know, all these amazing wrestlers today. Obviously a match that would really show off their chops, right? Their rest, wrestling abilities, right? There's amazing wrestlers that have been in WWE female-wise f- throughout the decades. So it's only natural that we put Melina, who was there earlier with Eminem, versus... Apparently, Miss America, because she was the, on the ad for Great America Bash 04, and now I'm on the ad for Great America Bash 05, Tori Wilson. They're going to be in a match. Oh, let me guess the stipulation. It's it's going to be something like a submission match or last man standing or a first blood, something that I, we've seen recently in female wrestling and we've seen in the past in female wrestling. Right. And you're very close. They also had, this was an all-female match. They had a special guest referee. Candice Michelle, bra and panties match. So they're wrestling in their bra and panties in a submission match. No, they're wrestling in clothes, and whoever gets their clothes ripped off into their bra and panties loses the match. But these these are like respectable women. Never. That, no, we don't respect them in 05. But, 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 click, click. This is 2005. And there's a lot of good wrestlers that are females that could be in great matches. Oh, we don't care. Bra and panty matches. That's that's 99. That's 2000. That's 98. That's Attitude Era. This is. Oh, we don't care about that. No, no, it's Great American Bash. Great American Bash equals beer, barbecues, landscapers, and boobies. Beer, barbecue, and boobies. And custody battles. Beer, barbecue, boobies, and battles for custody. Yes. <laughs> Four right. bees that yeah. every American knows. The last match before we go right into this, um, a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't even care about watching this because I think they're both boring as fuck. It was John Bradshaw Layfield with Orlando Jordan for whatever reason. Because he's the CEO or COO or, or chief operating guy of Bradshaw's fictional kayfabe business oh okay versus uh dave batista oh you mean the guy from guardians of the galaxy yeah drax bradshaw versus drax he was in stuber he was in stuber he was also in some other shitty movie my spy Uh, apparently (laughs) wasn't he in gears of war 5 as like in the video game probably yeah he was also in blade runner 2049 which I've tried to watch seven times, and I've fallen asleep every single time. Yeah, I never watched that movie. So, yeah, that's it. And uh, we'll go into the match. We'll watch a couple of those matches if you want. 
we have to watch some of these. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna say that I want to watch uh, the Legion of Doom one, Undertaker, Mexico's part of the Rey Mysterio one, just so I can see what happens, and then maybe the Braun panties match, just because you know I love Melina. I always did. It's three sixteen. I gotta finish drinking my Stone Cold IPA. <clears throat> As for now, it's three sixteen. Uh, Let's let skip see. the intro. Let's go right to the first match. Oh, I gotta watch an ad. What's this ad for? Two oh five live. Does that still yeah. happen? Yeah, apparently. Do I have to watch an ad? No, I don't. Fuck off. I think we should start at three sixteen. Let's start at three sixteen then. Fuck in it. Honor, in honor of Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you want to start the WWE Great American Bash two thousand five at three sixteen, give me a hell yeah. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Why does that guy here at the Smash announce table look like the Gabriel Iglesias? <laughs> so they're rolling out the red carpet for Molina, Johnny Nacho, and Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury had the or braids here, right? So weird. No, he didn't have the braids. He looked. He just looked exactly like Morrison. And they have the belts hanging off their crotches, like they're swinging their dicks around. <laughs> Your big faux fur, fur jackets and their fur. Booties. Fur booties and their faux fur jackets and their big swinging metal belt dicks. Who was the chick from the one tough enough? I used to like her too, but she was like the. It wasn't Molina. It was, uh. What was her name? Oh, I don't know. She was like I a never Spanish watched girl. Tough Enough. She, had a, she was like a Spanish girl. You remember her. It started with an M2. Nydia. I don't, I don't know her. You know Nydia. You do. I, if I saw her, maybe. I didn't really watch in Ruthless Aggression. It wasn't Ruthless Aggression. It was fucking before that. She came out with Jamie Noble. I'm, that name sounds familiar. He was with the he was Seth Rollins' security with Mercury. Mercury Noble. Is this the first premiere of Heinrich? What the no, because Heinrich uh, actually uh, attacks... Fuck. Heinrich attacks Undertaker at that pay-per-view we've been trying to cover that we keep getting too drunk to do. What is he doing? Heinrich kind of looks like he's walking like he shit his pants. Yeah, he came out like he shit his pants, and then he's kind of doing, like, the lollipop guild's arm thing. He's like, are we here? Yeah, press hand. Right, fucking animal, like, not for nothing, like, he's a legend, but hang it up, dude. You, you look like you need to shit. But animal, he's probably looking around and saying, you really gave me this fucking guy? He didn't even come out with, like, shoulder pads and makeup. He just... He's not even he like gets part the of shoulder pads and makeup like a month before he gets fired. Were these like tryouts? This was, I think they just threw them together. For something must have happened on SmackDown where they got ended up together. But before Heinrich gets fired, Heidenreich gets fired. He does have the makeup and the shoulder pads. He's wearing a red Goldberg outfit. He he's pretty much a smaller version of Lars Sullivan to me right here. And he's just so stiff, like like he literally looks like he shit his pants, <laughs> walking out to the ring. And he's like, I, "Do you come to me, Scheiserreich? <laughs> I'm Scheiserreich because I shit my pants on the way to the ring, but it's my big fucking pay per view debut where I'm not attacking the Undertaker, so I, I ha I'm, a, I'm a face now, so I have to act like I'm tough. I'm like the Germans now." We have listeners in Germany, so I'm going to cut that out. What, one? It's probably fucking Heidenreich. Can you imagine if he's our only German listener? <laughs> he's in Germany. It's actually probably PN News. No, he's in Austria. You're sitting there and just Heidenreich's like, 
Oh my god, I can't believe these guys are talking about me. We're just shitting on him. We're shitting on his legacy right now. He's listening every episode to see if we ever talk about him, and then he's finally like, oh, this is my big chance. Oh, I did shit my pants on the way to the ring. Fucking Animal. Like, Animal was so good, but, like, Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, they're one of the best ever. Animal is my favorite of the two. You know, God rest his soul. It's just, this is embarrassing that he gets put in his match with this guy. That's not even dad bod. And that's yeah. not even like what Jericho and Matt Hardy have now. That's like worse. And this is still, how many years ago? Is it 16 years ago? Hit the gym, Animal. You're, you're going to be on pay-per-view. You're about to win the tag team championship. A spoiler? Oh, sorry. That's a spoiler. Yeah, they so win because they dedicated to Hawk. Every fucking time we watch this shit. What, I spoil it? Yeah, dick. What? This was your suggestion. I figured you watched it. I didn't, but now I'm upset with you. Did you really think Hindenreich and Animal were going to lose to M&M? Can you explain to me how you died? Okay, he didn't die from natural causes. He died. They said he died you know, 10 days after his 60th birthday at the Margaritaville Resort in Missouri. Later confirmed that he died from a sudden heart attack shortly after he and his wife's wedding anniversary celebrations. So he didn't die of natural causes. He died of a heart attack. Like, he had a heart attack, and then naturally he died. Naturally, people die from heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do. But Actually, I don't know if it says this on Wikipedia, but he actually died of embarrassment from having to be in the Legion of Doom with Heidenreich. I'm going to believe that the two lows in Animal's career were having to do the on-screen gimmick with his, his partner about the, the real demons of alcoholism being used to exploit his partner, and... Above that is wrestling with Heidenreich. You think this is worse? This is worse, yeah. I would agree with you on that, yeah. actually. Nothing about this guy says Legion of Doom. What kind of makeup does he have? Like a mu- little mustache on, under his nose? Little mustache under his nose and a uh, iron cross on his forehead. <laughs> oh, God. Heidenreich. I want to see John Heidenreich with makeup. What the fuck? Have you seen the makeup? What in the fuck? There's one that looks like he looks like a little bear. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? And they have white shoulder pads. It's terrible. That's one of them. And then he had another makeup that looks like a butterfly on his face. Well, Animal had the spider on his face. So, I, you know, Heidenreich had to have the butterfly. Nitro and Mercury weren't really that bad. Like, like, I think Animal's a lefty. Like, who do you think the top five best lefty wrestlers are? Definitely a lefty, right? I mean, he's leading with his left. Southpaw. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see. Shawn Michaels and Bill Goldberg are both. Ooh, Jesus! Did he just kill him? Yeah. Animal's like, I'm really not even happy about this. Shawn Michaels and Bill Goldberg are left-handed, and Shawn Michaels is actually ambidextrous. William Regal, The Miz, Terry Funk, Austin Aries, John Cena, Carlito, Carlito, Evan Bourne, Sandman, HBK, Tori Wilson—they're all left-handed. We'll have to do a, a show about best left-handed like top, wrestlers. Like top ten. You better fucking cherish that Heinenreich, because that's the only title you're going to ever win in your career. At least he's won a title. There's some guys that have never won titles. That were he much better. He won it because he's with Animal. I, you know, I really want to know, you know, something to explore in the future. Yeah, who's the worst wrestlers to win a title? Well, Heinrich's on the list. Heinrich's got to be on the list. That's a post-match promo. That counts. I mean, Bad Bunny. 
just won a twenty four seven championship. But he ju- he actually just gave it up to our uh, truth for like Stone Cold uh, merchandise, right? What's that asshole's name? Uh, the uh, Umaga. Did he win okay. a championship? Yeah, he won a championship, right? Yeah, he fucking sucked. Rosie. There's a lot of people who were bad that won a championship. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Shawn Michaels won a fucking a bunch didn't of championships. Cole, didn't Michael Cole or or Jonathan Coachman win a championship? I think Coachman won. Cole was doing that gimmick where he was the heel wrestler for a while, but I don't know if he ever won a championship. I mean, Vince McMahon winning a championship is pretty bad too. Or Pat Patterson winning an Intercontinental Championship that he never actually won. <laughs> they just they handed it to him and goes, Pat, just tell everybody you won a tournament. Who's this fucking guy? That looks like The Miz. No, that looks like The Miz in 2005. Death Skinny? We tried to do whatever pay-per-view that is where he Miz, Mike Mizanin. Where he fought Daniel Bruder. He boxed Daniel Bruder. Bruder. Dixie Dogfight. Which was a boxing match with one-minute rounds. All right. Well, so this is Orlando jo- Jordan versus Chris Benoit for the United States Championship. Orlando Jordan, you said, is from Salem, New Jersey? He is from Salem, New Jersey. Oh, my God. I thought he was fucking naked when he just came out. That No, he's got a belt on. He's wearing red. And they're, like, super tiny. Like, when he came to Shadow, was, like... Not making them those tights red. They look the same color as the skin, and they're just yeah. Amazing. And the belt, the belt is almost bigger than his tights. Yeah, you just what, wanted him to be naked. Yeah, I did. What was he like? He was ECW when they did the rebrands, I think. Right? I think he was. Uh, he, he he's in indies now. He he really didn't do much besides this. He has painted on eyebrows. Yeah, but I mean, he did have a feud with Chris Benoit, so that's saying something. I could have had a feud with Chris Benoit in 2005. You would have had a feud with Benoit around this time, too, if you were married to him. You wouldn't have had a big feud with Chris Benoit if you were a fucking Nordic track. I would have won. <laughs> you would have won by submission. Last man standing. Jesus Christ. It's really sad what happens with Benoit. It is. I, I liked Benoit. I, I liked the mystique of Benoit. I really wasn't a fan of his wrestling. He just bored me. Him and Mysterio, uh, not Mysterio, Malenko. Very bland. Benoit had a little bit better personality than Malenko. He was just, he just looked like he was just vicious, you know? Well, they call him the rabid Wolverine. The Canadian Crippler. I don't know if they ever call him the Canadian Crippler in WWE, but they always call him the rabid Wolverine. You know, Vince, he's, you know, it's, it's always about what he wants to call them, or what he wants to do. Orlando Jordan. OJ. Wasn't he in Nexus too? Or that was Elijah well, Burke. No, that was Elijah Burke. That wasn't Orlando Jones. Orlando Jordan. Whatever. The, what is this guy's name? Orlando Jordan. Osmosis Jones? A different guy. Former WWE star Orlando Jordan accused of preying on young males. He's been preying on underage male teens involved in backyard wrestling. He would ask some of the underage male wrestlers to go with him to the zoo, have dinner together, and go to the movies. Then he would offer $50 to let him grab their ass. That'd be worth it, as long as he did an interview. You want to grab my ass? Give me 50 bucks. Sure. We're not teenagers, though. <laughs> I could pass for a teenager. You definitely can't. You don't think I could be like a Drew Barrymore and never be kissed? Like, pass as a teenager? No. <laughs> What's your name? 
in that in that movie? Oh, I don't even remember. They fucking made fun of her. Josie Grossy. <laughs> Josie I, I just want to say something, though. You can you can say what you want about that movie, but that had a WCW champion in that movie. Who was in that? David Arquette. That's true. David Arquette was in Never Been Kissed, and he is a WCW champion. Yeah, a legend. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Do you think David Arquette makes it into WWE Hall of Fame? No. People that never wrestled got into the Hall of Fame. Trump made it into WWE Hall of Fame, and Arnold Schwarzenegger made it into WWE Hall of Fame. I don't think David Arquette would ever even get into the Arquette Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like Patricia, Rosanna, Alexis, David. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, then we have this brother, David. Oh, wait, David, you're going to be fourth on the Arquettes? We have a pet parakeet. He's he's above you. He's like, but I was I was Dewey and Scream. Like, I yeah, was Dewey and Scream, and I was a WCW champion. They made a documentary about my wrestling. Um, did we even invite you, David? Oh God, poor David Arquette. At least he's he got to be with Courtney Cox when she was at her prime. Yeah, and then he fucked that up too. Oh yeah, that's right. They're not married anymore. Well, they named yeah. their kid Coco. I think that's where it went downhill. What they name their kid? Coco. Coco Cox. Arquette. He took her last name? <laughs> no, I think she's hyphenated. She's hyphenated. The kid's name is Coco Cox? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Coco Cox Arquette. David Arquette has a child named Coco Cox. Yes. They say her name is Coco Arquette, but Courtney Cox was Courtney Cox Arquette, which would make her daughter... Coco Cox. <laughs> how, how old is how old is the daughter? Born in two thousand four, so she's gonna be seventeen this year in June. She's sixteen. So next year, somebody could technically say they're cuckoo for, for Coco, Coco Cox. Cox. Like that fucking porno at West Coast Video when I worked there. It's gonna be a triple cage match with just big men dingoes at the top for the belt. And, and instead of a guitar <laughs> room, it's just a dildo room. A room of dicks. <laughs> And it's just a bunch of guys sticking their glory dick holes. in the <laughs> Glory hole match. <laughs> Listen, no one take offense. It wasn't her fault that her parents picked a shitty name and her mom I had a sh- shitty last name. She might be a wonderful girl. and I, I wish her the best, but they had well, to have sent her to a private school or homeschool. There's no way that she is in a classroom right now. She did virtual before virtual was cool. Yeah, there's no way they were doing roll call and they were going blah, 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 Cox, Coco. They were just calling her, like, C.C. Arquette. That's what they were doing. She doesn't go by Coco Cox. Like, what does the C.C. stand for? I'd rather not say. Like, when people are like, oh, I don't want to tell you my middle name. I'm embarrassed by it. She's like, C.C. Arquette. That's it. What's the C.C. stand for? Is it as bad as Albert Clifford from A.C. Yeah. Slater? It's actually what it means. It's Albert Clifford. But it's CC, not AC. The first Cal- C is, is French. Calbert Clifford. Calbert, Calbert Clifford. That's <laughs> weird because your parents are named Arquette and Cox. Wait, let's put two and two together. Is your is the second C stand for Cox? No. Coco Cox Arquette. I can't believe no one's picked up on this before. Somebody may have, but click, click. They haven't talked about it yet. And I'm sure somebody will at some point. Click, click. Click, click, Cox or Cat. That's what the CC stands for. Click, click. 
fucking two years, you're going to go onto a website. We're not going to promote the website, but you're going to go onto a website. And it's going to be free, and you're going to be looking, browsing videos, and you're going to see the Lexington Steel on a pole match. <laughs> it's going to be. Lexington Steel is the pole. Lexington Steel's pole match. Do you think Coco Cox? It's like Triple C? Yeah, Triple C. You think she calls herself Double C? Oh, this poor girl. Like, she's got to live life being Coco Cox. Hey, I got to live life looking like this. And we're watching a match which Orlando Jordan first Benoit. Oh, shit, we are. <laughs> I hope David, David Arquette doesn't hear us and do a run-in into our, one of our rooms. And Can you imagine if like the, my door just kicked open and it's, it's fucking David Arquette? He's wearing his red tights with his skull sweater or whatever the fuck that was. And he's going to do a run-in and I have to like fight him off. And he's like, this is for Coco. And I'm like, fuck Coco Cox. And I'm like, yeah, sure, she's a nice girl, but you named her something stupid. Just like Gwyneth Paltrow named his kid Apple. Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Stupid singer from the Coldplay. Name my kid Apple. What's his last name? Play isn't his isn't his first name Cole? Chris, right? Chris, Chris Coldplay. Chris Coldplay. Chris Coldplay Cox. Chris Coldplay. Coco Apple. Chris Coldplay Cox. Apple Chris. Chris Coldplay Cox. (laughs) You you got to look at the name. You you know, if your last name is Bradley and you're naming it Milton, you're doing that consciously. If your last name is Cox and you're naming it Coco, you're doing that on purpose. Or or you're just oblivious, like you don't you don't think of any of the repercussions. Any like anytime I named my kids, I was like, oh no, well, you can't name them this because they're gonna say this. You know, kids are gonna say this about them. You know. Do you think David Arquette and Courtney Cox signed the birth certificate? They're like Coco, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and then they they sign. They go, oh shit, what the fuck do we do? Too late. Sorry, they just snatch it out of their hand. They're like, ah, that's your kid's name now. Good thing they name it like horse. Ooh, Horace. Horace, Horace Hogan Cox. Cox. Horace Cox Arquette. Yete Cox Arquette. <laughs> the Big Show Cox. Uh, Orlando Jones is about to cheat here, tearing off the turnbuckle. How does the ref oh, well, not notice him, this? I keep calling him Orlando Jones. Orlando, whatever. But Jordan. the ref is looking at the turnbuckle. Yeah. How does he not notice Chris Manuel just hit a fucking exposed turnbuckle? He's looking at it. Orlando Jordan actually beat Benoit. Did he retain the championship? He retained it. That's probably the biggest one of his career by far. Do you think that that steel ring would do damage to anybody? If you hit it right on the actual metal thing, no. Yeah. All right. This brings me to my next question. All right, And it kind of goes into WWE today. Now, anytime I see a Braun Strowman match, and I like Braun Strowman. And I really would like them to use him better. You want to get his hands? I want to get them hands. Click, click. If he goes and Braun Strowman, every time he comes to the ring, I go, well, let me guess. He's going to run at somebody in the corner, and they're going to move, and he's going to shoulder the turnbuckle. Every match. It's pretty... I hate the, the way it's choreographed, that you know what everyone's doing every every match. The problem is, and, and this has always been a thing, but it's it's it seems more so because I feel like, and this is my opinion, I feel like today wrestlers have more spots they want to hit. Like, there's always been spots yeah. wrestlers hit over the years. Right. If, if you look at Jeff Hardy, he's one of my favorites. He always has to hit the 
where he's holding oh, her legs. She dr- po- well, not even sounds. He holds her legs open. He does the yeah. the, the, dr- the leg drop, and then he he claps his hands and he drop kicks him while they're on the ground. And then he does the poetry in motion, like all that. But he's been doing that for 20 years. And the whisper in the winds. So he's always hit that. And so, but it almost became like a... It's a setup move. But nowadays, it almost seems like even when he does it, it's like, okay, get your spot in, do your thing, and then you're going to get buried. You see the uh, the multiple man matches that they have, you know, elimination chambers or, you know, tornado matches, you know, ladder matches, multiple ones. When everybody comes in, or even Royal Rumbles, when someone comes in, they all wind up hitting their fucking finishers. The next person to come into the Royal Rumble, say it's uh, John Cena. So he comes running down the ring. You know he's hitting a fucking five-knuckle shuffle. He's hitting, like, two or three attitude adjustments. Then the next person that comes in is going to be Kane. He's going to hit, like, fucking three choke slams. It's so choreographed to the point now, nothing is new. and It, it gets so stale. The thing about the Royal Rumble, though, is that the announcers will say, oh, you hit your finishing move, but now you still got to get him out. So they kind of make, like, they break the fourth wall a little bit. But I see what you're saying. You know, everybody's got to hit their spot. They they have to hit their setup move and their finishing move and their high flying move. You know, again, to reference Jeff Hardy, you know, he's always got to hit a swanton or he's always got to rip his shirt off. Like, he always hit those spots before, but it was always natural. Now it seems forced. Yeah, everything everything is for us. Like AJ's always got to hit the phenomenal forearm. I I want to see in wrestling name two guys. Say Roman, Roman and fucking Edge, right? Just come say WrestleMania. You want to know people would be pissed, and and Vince likes when people are pissed. Have Edge and Roman come to the ring, and right away they do some fucking crazy move. Not even a spear, not a Superman punch, and match over like two seconds like have roman reigns destroy it in like one move Here, here's what i would say would be the best thing they could do with the edge and roman match in what you are saying roman go for the spear miss edge hit a spear and pin and it's over yeah i want to make a prediction right now for wrestlemania the main event is either going to be a triple threat match or a fatal four-way for the belt between. Well, I haven't watched SmackDown, so I don't know what's going on there. I know it's hey. it's Drew McIntyre versus Lashley, which if Drew McIntyre wins, fuck McIntyre. I do like McIntyre, but it's time now that they should just build up. Everyone, you know, everyone wants to see Brock Lesnar and and Bobby Lashley. They need to build Bobby Lashley as much of. I mean, you can't bury McIntyre because you got to keep him around as a potential main event star. But you need to make the the win convincing enough to make Bobby Lashley look like an absolute monster. Well, here's the thing, and and it, you hear wrestlers say this all the time: chasing the belt is better than having the belt. Sometimes, right? Right. So they're gonna have McIntyre win, and I, this is why I'm gonna say McIntyre is gonna win because in the Stone Cold podcast and in other interviews with Drew McIntyre, he That's always talks about he he never got his WrestleMania moment because when he won the belt, there was nobody there. And that is going to be 40,000 people there or whatever. Yeah. So it's going to be McIntyre is going to win it back. So he has this WrestleMania moment. Is it on Raw or some shit? Yeah. But what they should do, this is what I would do, is have Lashley win and then have Lesnar's music hit and Lesnar comes running to the ring and fucking attacks Lashley. And then that sets up like the next five pay-per-views because you have McIntyre involved 
and that you have Lashley, and you have Lesnar, you have the three biggest guys on Raw going for the belt. I don't even know if I'd have Brock Lesnar attack him. I would have it something where even he just comes to the ring and they tease a fucking match. You know what I'm saying? I would like just, just have him come out and attack Lashley. Just go right for it. I, I also think that, like I said, with the other, the other belt with Roman Reigns, you know, it's him and Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Roman's going to win somehow because Edge is probably going to be the special enforcer at Fastlane or Jey Uso. It doesn't matter which way. Roman Reigns is going to wind up winning because Edge is going to fuck with Bryan because Bryan's going to wind up like about to win the belt or something. And Edge is going to fucking like fuck him up or Uso is going to fuck up. Something's going to happen. I think that it wind up being either a triple threat between Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Edge. Or potentially a fatal four-way, adding Kevin Owens in there. If, if they do that, they just have to get. They have to have Owens win. They have because to. I mean Kevin Owens. They're setting him up as a Tommy Dreamer type character now, where he's so close and he just keeps losing. Kevin Owens is probably the most over guy that's on SmackDown. The Seth Rollins thing is failing miserably. He's, he was a Monday Night Messiah. Now it's like the SmackDown same thing. It's failing. I think it's just to, for him to be able to put Cesaro over. I hope. I think that that's going to wind up happening. I'm going to pee, and then we can get into the uh, this terrible terrorist on a pole match. So the craziest thing about this match, did you, you know what the stipulation is, though, right? One number one contender for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, but you know what the stipulation is if Muhammad Hassan loses? No. The CIA comes out, waterboards him, and then brings him to Guantanamo Bay indefinitely. That's not a real thing, no. <laughs> no, it's not, but I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon. I was going to say, I'm like, I read a lot about this pay-per-view beforehand. I didn't see anything about a waterboarding. So here's Muhammad Hassan. I guess they're doing a little promo thing about, you know, him. And like I said, he wasn't even Middle Eastern. He's fucking Italian. And everybody in the ring treated him like shit. He had an undefeated streak, too. They said it was the longest undefeated streak in WWE history. Obviously not as long as Goldberg's. That was a hundred and thousand and zero. I don't think Goldberg's ever been beaten until Drew McIntyre beat him, right? Yeah, that's the first loss he ever had in his life. This guy was really challenging for the number one contendership for the belt. You would think for somebody who's a terrorist, quote unquote, he actually employed a person to make his wrestling attire? Why would you knowingly employ someone who has ties to a terrorist organization as a wrestler? Vince, I'm a terrorist. Wink, wink. Before you go bomb shit, we want you to wrestle The Undertaker. <laughs> Do you have somebody that can make your wrestling attire? I have a whole wrestling accoutrement section of my terrorist cell. Do you think Muhammad, I mean, Davari was offended that they were calling this guy Middle Eastern and he was 100% Italian? I don't want to say yes or no, because I don't know. But, I mean, from what I know from, you know, listening to interviews with wrestlers, they kind of just make any gimmick work. Because they want the TV time, they want the air, they want you know, the money. Here's, so here's, here's the ISIS-looking guys coming out to attack The Undertaker. They're What are they called? The followers or something? I don't even know. They're just like five guys in military fatigues with masks on. And they got piano wire. They're choking the Undertaker out. And they like beat him with a bat. And then 14 days later, the London bombings happen. 
And then this match happens like two days later. They're like, all right, yeah, you got to get rid of this guy. Amar gets destroyed. And then the fucking, uh, whatever, the followers, Spider-Man to him and carry him out of the ring. This is his theme song, really? Yeah. Okay, so can we just point out one thing? He's being carried out like Jerry Lawler used to be carried out because he was the king. But I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Middle Eastern, he's on a fucking magic carpet like Aladdin. It's like really bad. And remember, this is three and a half years after 9-11. And Vince thought this was perfect. Yeah, that's a great idea. Then no one will be offended at all. And then meanwhile, he's got Pat Patterson and Jar Briscoe on Triple H and you're going, ah, uh, Vince... This is probably not the best idea in the world. No, no, it's perfect. Oh, God, they cut a promo, seriously. I get Vince's old school make the crowd hate Hate the heel. But there's like a line that you shouldn't be crossing. Vince turned around and looked at it and went, oh, it's back there? What's even more insane is they could have just... Not did this match. Like, the London bombings happens, and they said, hey, get rid of this guy, this character. They could have just changed the match completely. Vince changes matches all the time. He could have put any other wrestler against The Undertaker at this time, but they decide to, let's just go forward with this guy for one more match. Or he could have done, like, when Sergeant Slaughter first came out in the late 70s, mid-70s, he was anti-American. I think it was Vince, and I might be wrong about this. The, the, the crowd was just kind of shitty or something one night, and McMahon told him to go out and sing the Sergeant Angle banner, and he won the crowd over, and so they turned Sergeant Slaughter face. Right. Obviously until WrestleMania 7. So they could have just had him come out and denounce everything. Right. Or just drop this completely because he's Italian. Just repackage Leave him off TV for two months repackage him as somebody else. This ended this fucking poor guy's career. It wasn't yeah. even his choice. This might be the longest promo I've ever seen. It's still going. Jesus Christ. Oh, here comes the Undertaker. But so now he's going to have a 20-minute entrance. I am sorry. I know you love him. Undertaker makes me roll my fucking eyes still with his 100 retirements. The first 100 times the entrance is cool. Then after I'm just like, ugh. But if you look at this entrance, he's still kind of strolling to the ring. Towards the end, he should have retired years, years, years ago. But, because, you know, his steady stroll that he's doing now turned into a, my knees are bad, I've had seven operations, I need to walk super slow. Yeah, I mean, they could have just had him go back on a motorcycle and come down to the ring. I respect The Undertaker, he's been around for so long. Obviously an icon, one of the top five most memorable characters ever. Bland as fuck, redundant as fuck. If I have to see her, and then they will rest in peace every time. And every time he had to come, he went to the Manhattan Center and did fucking this Raw and his farewell. He did that fucking... Pay-per-view, his farewell, survivors. Like, enough. Enough. So, kind of like when Shawn Michaels retired and then decided to come back with the bald head and the cross eye 
and do that match in Saudi Arabia, which was the fucking worst match ever. It was pretty bad, but he was better than The Undertaker and Kane in that match. He was the only thing saving that match. Triple H was pretty terrible, too. They, they were all terrible. All four of them. Don't give yeah. Shawn Michaels any fucking Kane, credit. His mask came off. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels had shaved his head, and he was, like, which exposed the googly eye way more than having the hair down. Well, I mean, obviously, it, it covered up his five head that he had. But he doesn't go, hey, well, ass, and peace. No, he goes, I'm 50 years old, but I'm still a sexy boy. He is pretty sexy. Shawn Michaels can do no wrong to you, can he? He could when he wore those brown pants at Elimination Chamber. What about when he came out with the cowboy boots for a while? Or the, not even the, the cowboy boots, just the, the galoshes those over his the jeans. Yeah, those were pretty bad. Came out at, in your house when he had to give up the belt because he got jumped the night before and he comes out with his stupid purple and black jacket and his dockers and his little suede brown shoes and he just keeps turning around going, ah, ah. I had to give up the belt to Dean Douglas. Eh. I'm not even going to entertain that with a response. Why? Because you know I'm right. You're not. We're going to have to see Muhammad Hassan end the Undertaker's career right here. My prediction. What? Yep. You told me at the beginning of this that it's the opposite. I changed my mind. Wikipedia is not always true. You know, you can sit there and read Wikipedia all day, buddy. Going right down the list, but it's not always true. We could sit here and we could read Wikipedia and just assume we know what happens in these matches. Like, we could have just read this and goes, oh, Undertaker defeats Muhammad, blah, 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 blah. We don't know that he actually murdered him and there's blood everywhere when they show the EMTs taking See? him out. Maybe, maybe he uh, detonated. Oh, fuck, dude. What? Fuck's sake. What? I didn't come up with this gimmick. Why did it say UPS fears Hassan? UPS? Like United Parcel Service? I guess. Why did that referee just dive out of the ring? Jesus Christ, the referee just ran. Oh, how awful is this? Um, Now the... uh, Those are the creatures. The ghouls? The followers? I don't know what they were called. They look like ISIS. They're, they're beating up the Undertaker outside of the ring. This is like the last era Undertaker should have wrestled. Early 2000s. He's still kind of good here. Another four years, maybe. Yeah, Nat, when he wrestled the last couple of years, he was awful, dude. He couldn't even pick up Roman Reigns. He almost broke his damn back. Yeah, when he did that shitty-ass fucking finisher. Oh, the last ride? No, he had the submission move. You remember the submission move he used to do? That shit... Bullshit fucking move. Undertaker's eyes rolled back in his head. You mean like he what he does every match before yeah. it happens? Hell's Gate. A big guy like that should never be doing submissions. I'm I'm annoyed when Roman Reigns does submissions now. Well, he did one on Daniel Bryan. He shouldn't have. Daniel Bryan should have won that match and won the belt. He's he's put submissions on like the last three people he's wrestled. He he beat Kevin Owens by submission. Roman Reigns is garbage. I'm sorry. Roman Reigns is garbage. He's better now than he's ever been, though. Garbage. He's garbage. He's Vince's boy. Out of the shield, who's the worst one? Ambrose. Yeah. Then Reigns. Then Reigns, then Rollins. Yeah, Rollins the best one. 
Rollins is good. I like Rollins. If they gave him the right gimmick. If they kept him with the gimmick he had before he became the Monday Night Messiah. I liked Weasel Seth Rollins with the corporate, like, Triple H thing. When he had the security. That's when he was a good bad guy. This one is fucking so shitty. Like, he's a cult leader. It's annoying. This match is so stupid. One of the reasons why I hate Roman Reigns is because he's still using the Shield music. It's It's like Marty Jannetty using the rocker music 20 years later. Get over it! I mean, obviously, Reigns has been more successful, but get new music. And Reigns isn't the Shield. I always thought Seth Rollins was, like, the leader. Oh, here comes... So, Undertaker wins... He choked, he choked some of them, right? He didn't even tombstone them. So he wins, and now these guys are beating him up. Who's going to just beat the shit out of all these guys, right? Who? I wonder who these guys are. Well, like, probably like Barry Horowitz, Jim Greg, Powers. Greg Valentine. That, that was Jim Powers. He's got his head put in the chair. And as he's getting hit with the chair, he's going, I need money for an interview. <laughs> Be like, I'll take, I'll take this bump over the table if you give me $100. For me to talk about it 20 years yeah, later. That's that's my bump. No one's going to rob me of my bump. Hassan sacrifice him. Oh, God, this is annoying. Get it, out of it, there, Jim Powers. It gets, it gets annoying when they just keep it going, too. Every like, jobber it, that you can't see their face, by the way, is now Jim Powers. Yeah. Up, oh, Jim Powers. Up, oh, Tombstone to Jim Powers. Huh. Why would you go and hold your arms around his waist? Would you try to fight it? I just let it happen. Devari looks like a Middle Eastern Shane Helms. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God. I like how the, the bottom of the table didn't break right away. It broke a second later. That looked like it really hurt. Yeah, Undertaker's one at this point. He's not the American badass anymore. He's just the dead man. Undertaker's about to seal Team 6, Muhammad Hassan, right now. All right, so choke slam on the ramp. All right, you know. You've done that a hundred times. All right, you you expect that. Taker's not done. What is he doing? He's going over what? to the greats, and he's looking around going, all right, where am I supposed Where's to the spot? lift up? Where is the spot that... Where is the spot that I can it? lift it? Ah, oh, there it is. Why would he move that, though? It's kind of stupid. Now everyone knows where the padding is. Oh, wow. You Actually, yeah, you can see the padding and the grate. So we got choke signs onto the padding... And now he's lifting up going, all right, let me get this piece out of the way. Just tip that over. And I got this big opening in the ramp that we have for no reason. <laughs> not like this was planned or anything. It's not like hey. there's a spot exactly where Vince told me to go, and I had to look around for a second. All right, here it comes. He's going to last do ride. the last ride, which I haven't done in years because I'm not the American badass anymore. I'm going to suck that dick. No, he fucking... <laughs> He fucking nails him with this shit. Like that. God, dude. There's nothing down there. Unless they move it real quick, like the padding out of the way. Yeah. There's nothing there when they show it. I mean, they must have fucking moved it out of the way. Is is Undertaker wearing a mouthpiece, by the way? I don't know, but he's bleeding from his mouth. He last ride Muhammad Hassan through the stage after he sucked that dick. (laughs) (laughs) Suck, suck. Last ride. (laughs) Suck that dick, dick. He's showing it over. Or now they're going to show inside. Is this corpse in there? So he's just dead. 
they had to have put all that stuff under him and moved oh, the pads. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can see everything's blocked from the crowd, so you can't see nothing. Suck, yep, suck, yep, suck, yep, suck, yep. suck. <laughs> and slam. What if he, like, had a fucking, like, you know when, like, you get that boner, and it kind of just, like, boop, boop. Also, like, boom, boom. Like, what if it just hit him right in the fucking mouth right there? You That's know, he's why like, he's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> This he wasn't going to actually slam him down there, but then Masama Hassan's boner hit Undertaker in the face. He's like, oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> right in the upper lip. He's like, I'm going to show you. My last televised appearance ever, you're going to get my fucking boner in your face. <laughs> Masama's boner tickled the Undertaker's upper lip ever so slightly. Oh, the next one's the least racist gimmick ever in WWE history coming out. Wait, is it the terrorist again? No, 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 no! It's it's it's. Is a, it, is it, wait, wait, wait! Is it the Native American guy? No, it's less racist than that. Okay, so this is the Mexico. Oh, yes, here it come on the. Oh, fuck those are definitely John Deere riders. Lawnmowers, and they're on all on separate ones, and they're all pumped what? up. Oh wait, do you see? There's dice hanging from the one. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, he's got a rake. Is that a rake? I thought that was an endo stick. These are like three of the most amazing. Luchadors in history. He's got a rake. They did come out at a different. I think it was SmackDown with with the leaf blowers. Why do they call them even Mexicals? They could have just called them the fucking day laborers or some shit. Like that's how bad it is. Why are the BWO on tricycles or big because wheels? They're on big wheels because they're making fun of the lawnmowers. So they knew that they were going to come out with lawnmowers. They just happened to have BWO big wheels. Which, I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody gave me a big wheel I can ride, I'd ride it right now. I'm surprised the Blue Meanie lasted, at least in that short period of time in WWE. I'm even surprised they signed him. I mean, on paper, if you look at this, it's like, all right, th three ECW guys versus three legendary luchadors. Not realizing it would be this much of a gimmicky it's match. Like, this looks so weird without his... Mask. Does psychosis fought for Rey Mysterio? Actually, I rode Wild ninety eight. He had that big mask. I actually don't think I watched this match. I wouldn't imagine it being too good. Well, I mean, you got the Stevie kick, which was better than the Sweet Chin music. Oh, it was better. How did how did Steve Richards make out? Um, Stevie Richards is actually a billionaire because he billionaire? sold. Um, yeah, it's billionaire. Um. Because he sold BWO shirts and I'm better than Shawn Michaels shirts, which I'm going to make. I don't think that he was a billionaire. You don't know he's not a billionaire. That stands for billionaire world order, then? I think it's pretty funny. I didn't even realize he's Hollywood Nova and he's got the belt that says Hollywood. Like, making fun of Hollywood Hogan. Oh, shit. That's fucking hysterical. I didn't even realize that either. And he's got the fake beard. Yeah. I'm surprised they got away with doing that. Super Crazy was awesome. Tajiri was awesome, too, and they fucked him up. And then there was that fat tub of shit, Blue Meanie, who's not fat anymore. Skinny now, right? Yeah, he's really skinny now. Right now, if I had a blue wig on, I would look like the Blue Meanie. You look more like the Blue Meanie than the Blue Meanie does. Right now, if I had a blue wig on, I would look like the Blue Meanie does right in this pay-per-view in 2005 than he looks like him now. I think Blue Meanie and Blue Pants should get together. Remember Blue Pants? No. What the fuck's Blue NXT? Pants? 
Leva Bates. I think she is on. Uh, I think she's like the librarian on AEW or some shit. I think Stevie Richards paved the way for guys like Adam Cole. No. Come on, he looks like Adam Cole a little bit. Or looks Adam nothing Cole like Adam Cole. Cole. Adam Cole looks exactly like Shawn Michaels. Like he's Shawn Michaels' twin. So Stevie Richards right now looks exactly like Shawn Michaels. Stevie Richards looks nothing like Shawn Michaels. Are you kidding me? Skinny Look at three pictures. Wow, long hair. Is that the only fucking prerequisite? We got six guys in the ring that have long hair. <laughs> um. Okay, excuse me. Skinny, white, Midwestern. Midwestern. What, what, what's going what on right eating? now, by the way? What is going on? The fucking Lucha Dragons won. Mexico's. The thing is, the ref isn't really doing anything. They're getting right uh, back on the lawnmowers. They're going to go right down the really block. Have pimped, they have pimped out lawnmowers. They're going to escape some lands. Okay, this is going to sound fucked up, but do you think like they got extra money if they went out to the arena and cut the lawn with the mowers? Like, hey, guys, uh, your match was really short. We still got some daylight <laughs> to burn. Yeah. And you got headlights on your mowers. You want to go out there and just trim the the hedges and the lawn? I mean, while we're here, we might as well. We'll give you an extra hundred bucks each. All right, fuck it, let's do it. All right, let's skip in the next match. What's the next one? What's this? The next match is uh, Guerrero and yeah. Mysterio. Stevie Richards looks nothing like Shawn Michaels. He looks more like Shawn Michaels than fucking Adam Cole looks like Shawn he Michaels. Absolutely does not. Stevie Richards looks more like Edge than he does like. It looks like Adam Cole. Adam Cole looks exactly like Shawn Michaels. His face is exactly Shawn Michaels' sans googly eye. You are so obsessed with Shawn I'm Michaels. Not. He's, dude, Adam Cole looks like him. It's not a fucking, like, like I look like the guy from fucking Avengers. You look like Joey Fatone. Adam Cole looks like Shawn Michaels. Adam Cole wrestles like Shawn Michaels, I will give you that. And he kind of reminds me of him, but so does Stevie Richards. The first thing you can Google... If I put Adam Cole and Shawn Michaels, it goes. The first thing that pops up in Google is Adam Cole looks like Shawn Michaels. No, you probably Googled, "I love Shawn Michaels." Who looks like him? I never did that. Ever? I'm Ever. sure if I search your Google history, you, you would Google? have one of those pictures. It's like, hey, do I look like Shawn Michaels? And you take a selfie and put it next to Shawn Michaels, or like, what wrestler do I look like on Facebook? And it comes up. Bret Hart, and you're like, nope, let me try it again. I'll take another picture, and then it comes up. Oh, Shawn Michaels, you're like, I'm going to post that. Are you interested in this match? I'm really not interested. You don't want to know Eddie's secret? I mean, I would like to skip to the ending. Yeah, we can skip to the end. Fucking Dominic Mysterio is almost as tall as Rey Mysterio, and he's like eight. Everybody had bleached. We we didn't have that in 2005. The frosted tips of the bleach bond. I mean, I have the bleach bond hair now. Why would this even be a stipulation in a match? I'm going to wrestle you to reveal your secret about your son. Who gives a fuck? It's just weird. Eddie, stop staring at the kid. That's weird. You're get- Eddie, Eddie, it's a little weird. You're staring <laughs> just at the kid. Non-stop. Eddie, Eddie, you're getting on the top rope. Stop staring at the child. Smiling at him now, too. What a frog splash. Eddie, Eddie. You just stop it, Eddie. Don't wink at the fucking child. You just <laughs> your fucking frog splash. Stop staring at the child. Blowing kisses to the kid. Oh, that was stupid. I feel like Rey Mysterio always wins. Eddie, stop. Eddie, Eddie, stop 
staring at the child. But I, I have to reveal my secret. Why wouldn't he just reveal a secret anyway? Eddie! Eddie! <laughs> Ed, st- Eddie! Stop it! Eddie! You winked at a fucking child. Stop it, yes. Eddie. You're so to papa. Eddie Edward? Mr. Edward Guerrero? Stop staring at the child. He's really upset that he can't tell the secret, but I bet he tells it anyway. What do you think? He doesn't tell it in this. He tells it on SmackDown on Friday. What's he say, though, now? Nothing? He's thinking about the child. Eddie! 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 Stop! Stop! Bad Eddie! Stop it, Eddie. Your shoe's untied, first of all. Maybe he's going to try to find some other kids. Who the fuck is this guy? Chris Matthews? It looks like fucking The Miz. JBL, fuck you. JBL had one good gimmick, and that was Bradshaw and the APA. That was it. And they weren't even called the APA, by the way. They were called the Acolytes. It was the Acolyte Protection Agency. It was a gimmick. I'm wondering, who do you think are the best patriotic wrestlers? Well, obviously the Patriots first. And then Mr. America, which was Hogan. Luger. Luger. Hacksaw. uh, No, not Bradshaw. uh, Hacksaw. Hacksaw. No, Hacksaw's not on my list. Fuck Hacksaw, that fucking coffee enema smelling piece of shit. Slaughter? Slaughter. Okay. He just said Buffalo Bills. Yeah, because they're in Buffalo. JBL sucks. Fuck JBL. Braun Panties match. It's Braun Panties match on. It's next. That's going to be the end over here. It's Braun Panties. What is she wearing? Why isn't she wearing what she wore earlier? Why'd she well, change? she's wrestling now. So, how much do you want to bet? Oh, she's taking a belt off. Of pants that don't need a belt. How much do you want to bet that Candace Michelle winds up getting in brown panties too? Probably. I didn't watch this either. All three of them? It's probably going to be all three. Which one is the best one in this ring right now? 2005 or now? 2005. I actually... I actually will put Tori Wilson at the bottom every time because I don't really like her. Uh, I'm going to say Candice Michelle. The best? Yeah. Yeah, her and then Melina. They just suck so bad. You know, it's weird because earlier in, like, the 90s, women matches were kind of taken seriously. And then there's this whole decade... They always cover themselves. You're not showing anything, and you're always half-naked anyway. It made no sense. Imagine they tried to do a bra and panties match now. They would never fly. Never. Never fly. Here's the thing about female wrestlers now. They have bad matches just like they have good matches, but so do the men. Yeah. I've watched some, you know, recently in the last year, two years, whatever, you know, you watch some male matches, and you're like, oh, it's a shitty match. But there's some really shitty female matches, too. But there's some fucking amazing... Like, Bailey and Sasha in NXT? Bailey sucks. Probably match of the year. Bailey sucks. Bailey sucks. She's terrible. You're not going to change my mind. Bailey is probably the worst... One of the worst wrestlers on the roster. Why they can't deny the matches she had with Sasha Banks in NXT were great. I could deny it all day. It has nothing to do with Bailey. Bailey's blows. Bailey, let me see. Let me see what Bailey does. Five minutes into the match, she's going to say that her wrist or her leg hurts. She's going to milk that for the entire fucking match. She's going to do a shitty fucking Bailey to belly suplex, which is the worst fucking move ever. 
back then she was separating her ponytail and doing the whole somersaults, fucking clothes. She's awful. Awful. I can name a billion other female wrestlers that are better than Bailey. Bailey sucks in my mind. Well, Sasha's I awesome. I, I, yeah, I love Sasha. I think, but Sasha does fuck up a lot and hurt a lot of people too. But the fatal four way in NXT, when I thought Becky Lynch should have won and she didn't win the, the championship, it was Becky Lynch, Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey. That was probably the best match. Yeah, here she goes. She's getting a bra and Candice Michelle has to do it. Shotzi Blackheart, my favorite of all time, actually, right now, is amazing. Every woman in NXT right now is amazing. Uh, Dakota Kai sucks. Uh, she's not the she's the worst of the best. She's and Candice Lorraine sucks too. I don't know her. I actually don't know her. She's Johnny Gargano's wife, and she's terrible. Uh, she's yeah, a, she's all right. Uh, Dakota Kai is. And I don't like Bailey. Dakota Kai is the wish version of Bailey. They try to make her like Bailey, but now she's a heel. But they're trying to make her exactly like Bailey. Like she was always when she first came out, everyone loved. She was like, "Oh, look, look at me! I'm gonna say be like a crowd favorite and love the crowd." And now she turned heel, had the stupid shitty haircut, and now it's like, "Ugh." Io Shirai, Tony Storm. So that was Great American Bash 05. The next match was Batista versus fucking Bradshaw. No one gives a fuck about. Vince comes up with those all the time, too. You know, he did it with Alberto Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio, JBL, Ted DiBiase. He's always the rich guy. You know, it's a, it's he, he recycles characters over and over and over. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that there'll be a podcast somewhere in the world that talks about how many gimmicks are recycled. I bet we could do a whole episode based on recycled gimmicks, and I'll tell you the top one is going to be Cowboys. Yes, definitely Cowboys. Another recycled gimmick is I'm going to go after your family. You know, now it's drinking beer because it was Austin, then it was Hack, Sandman, now it's Hangman Page. Beer money. Beer money. Authority figures. Supernatural figures. Yeah, well, uh, Supernatural figures started with, I mean, kind of, from my memory, started with Undertaker. Then Pop Sting Shango. all of a sudden was, uh, you know, Pop a Supernatural. Shango. Oh, Papa Shango. Yeah, Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Boogeyman. Boogeyman was just an asshole. He was so Supernatural. He kinda. ate worms. Fuck Boogeyman. <laughs> There's definitely things that are recycled. Podcasts, wrestlers, gimmicks. Things are always... They try to copy... To try to be more successful. You know, you had JR in in WWE. Then you had Oklahoma in WCW. Then you had Gangrel in WWE. Then you had Vampiro in WCW. And then they made Kevin Thorne a vampire in WWE after Gangrel. Then there's China. And then there's Asia. DX and NWO. I mean, I think NWO came first, but... The American gimmick is also another one that's... American gimmick, the anti-American gimmick. It's, that's staple. Like, you know, right? They don't do it as much nowadays. Fucking Hacksaw. I guarantee you fucking they wheel Hacksaw out to the fucking ring right now. He'd have his stupid two-by-four going, hello, with his fucking right. stupid thumbs up. I don't know if you have watched it, but they're doing a thing now with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and Nia Jax now with this guy Reginald. And yeah, and he started with Carmella, so he was like he was like an Ellsworth again. So fucking dumb. 
and I don't get it. And he's take and Vince McMahon. You could say whatever you want about the guy. Very old school in his thinking. He will not progress. He's stuck in like the eighties with gimmicks and shit like that. He wants these storylines that no, nothing's believable. He wants these weird ass storylines when it comes to like family problems. It, it's, it's it's very bizarre. But he has women wrestlers. You have the best women wrestlers in the world right now. They're not back in the day where they did fucking brawn panty matches or did a clothesline and they could hardly do a DDT. These chicks are doing some crazy shit. And you're having a girl, Bianca Belair, who I don't like, but she won the Royal Rumble. She's facing Sasha Banks, one of the best wrestlers now. And what are you doing? You're interjecting some dude to take the forefront of the whole angle. It's injecting into now Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. This guy is now the guy who's getting all the attention and not the girls that are actually doing all the work. And it's kind of fucked up in my mind. Like you're talking about, oh, women's revolution, women's this, women's this, women's this. And then their matches are fucking three minutes long. <laughs> you know, their, their storylines are shit. And then you have dudes always interfering in their matches to take away the leg- legitimacy of their match. We're watching this, this is 2005, and they're still doing broad panty matches. Uh, eight years later is when AJ Lee and Paige and, you know, come out and they're legitimate wrestlers. And yeah. five years earlier, they had broad panty matches, but they also had Lita and Trish. And, you know, I didn't like her, but Medusa, if you're China. Saying, Vince McMahon is saying, uh, all right, I need to find a way to have a broad panty match. It's been way too long. Like, that's that's his thinking right now. You know it's in his fucking mind. He doesn't give a shit about them being good wrestlers. You could tell by the way he uses them. He don't give a fuck. You know, it, it's about... You've heard it other places. It's about these big guys are going to... Like, it's going to be Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. Guys that are good, but don't necessarily have the most talent. I don't think those guys are the most talented wrestlers on the roster. Well, you have like, a guy like Braun Strowman that's fucking huge, and he gets slimed by Shane McMahon last night. You know, I get it. Like, you know, it's, it's Shane McMahon's gimmick. He's trying to act like Braun is dumb and he's childlike. But have a payoff, and that's the problem. I get the storylines. Okay, so you have point A, point B, point C, and you want to get from point A to point C – and you go to point B, but there's no point C sometimes. Yeah, you're playing it off that Braun Strowman is, you know, Shane's telling him he's stupid and he's this and he's that. He's sliming him like he's a child on Nickelodeon. But right. it has to have a point C. It has to have a payoff. Right. Point A is the, is the setup. Point B yeah. is, the, is the match last night. Point C needs to be the payoff where just Strowman destroys Shane. Number and one. wins the title. Number one. Shane McMahon should not be a fucking thing ever. I'm sorry. He shouldn't still be a thing. Fuck Shane McMahon. I'm sorry. He shouldn't be a thing. Go back to fucking Japan and run whatever bullshit company that you ran into the ground and go back. You know, it's nice to see you every once in a while. I don't need you interjecting your life to bury fucking wrestlers who actually put their their whole career every single day is training to do this. You're the fucking daddy's son. You know, the daddy's boy who owns a company, you're a part owner. Bullshit. These guys are fucking 
kids, 18, 19 years old, wrestling in VFWs and, and bingo halls for $50 a match. This guy's a fucking millionaire, and he's going to be like, I'm going to win the belt. I'm going to make Braun Strowman look like an asshole. You know, I'm going to make AJ Styles look like an asshole. Like, fuck off, bro. For real. Like, I'm tired of... I know it's all fun and games on here a lot of times, but it's, it's bullshit to me to see Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon do this constantly to these guys that work their asses off. You, you see, and we talked to Justin Credible last week. The guy was at the top of his career in, you know, early 2000s, and now he's not in a wrestling promotion. He's fucking struggling while he did his whole life he dedicated to that art, and fucking Shane McMahon is sliming Braun Strowman? Get the fuck out of here. I agree with you. You got these, and, and it's embarrassing to me as a fan that you, I don't know if it's because they don't want to upset the apple cart of Vince McMahon, they want their paycheck so bad that they don't say anything. But obviously, he's the boss. You're going to do what he's going to say. He's signing. He's he's you know signing your paycheck. But at what point do you collectively say, "Hey, bro, we're not going to just keep doing this for you if you're not going to respect what we do?" Because he's not respecting any any of them. He, they're all expendable to him. He don't give a fuck. He'll make a new Roman Reigns. He'll make a new Brock Lesnar. He don't care. I'll make Shane McMahon fucking Brock Lesnar. That's what he'll do. Like that storyline with Braun Strowman. This guy should be a fucking champion. He's a monster. They do so many things with these guys that you just question, like, what's going on? What's going on backstage? Is everyone just a yes man and saying, okay, Vince, I understand you run the company, but there's no one telling him, like, this isn't going to work. Their ratings are in the fucking shitter compared to AEW, and AEW isn't that good. There's guys in AEW I really like, like Butchering the Blade, like I said that, like, I'm gonna root for them every time right. because it's Andy Williams from Every Time I Die, but if you were a novice wrestler watcher, and you saw an advertisement for AEW, you would think it's Jericho, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, yeah. and Cody Rhodes. That's it. It's Impact Plus to me. I'm not saying I don't like storylines. And they don't really have too many that are crazy. Like NXT, I love the formula. The storylines are not anything that's out of this world. It's just, I don't like you, we're going to fight. Or you betrayed me, we're going to fight. Something like that. There's nothing super crazy like, oh, the supernatural being is making you throw a black ooze and you're lighting them on fire. Like it's, it's, it's to the point of being ridiculous. AEW has a lot of positive... Here's the problem I see with AEW, and we'll talk about this with Gary Capetta next week. To me, AEW is slowly turning into WCW because they're signing old WWE guys, and they're getting all the attention, but the focus in in AEW should be on their tag division, on their female division, on their cruiserweight division. Yeah. I love Matt Hardy. He's top 10, in my opinion, of my favorites, he's past his prime. He right. should be a manager coming out doing the Broken Matt Hardy gimmick or Big Money Matt or whatever. He shouldn't be wrestling anymore. Jericho is, if he's not in the Mount Rushmore, he's the fifth head in the yeah. Mount Rushmore. But he shouldn't be wrestling anymore either. Yeah, He should and be doing commentary. He should be a manager. Or being like a uh, authority figure or something like that. Yeah. 
know, he, he's had one of the best careers ever. And, you know, you might not agree with me. I think his career is better than Michael's and Bret Hart only because he went so crazy in WCW that it worked that they brought him yeah. to WWE. He's one of the few guys that was able to take his gimmick from WCW while there was still two federations and bring it to WWE and, and not change a thing. And ECW, too. This is how I feel like about Matt Hardy. I love Matt Hardy, like you said. I think that the broken gimmick would probably fit in the best with the Dark Order, something like that. You're putting Hangman Page into the Dark Order? It, it doesn't make sense. Like, putting Matt Hardy as, you know, how Brody Lee was the leader of the Dark Order was awesome. But now you have to say, like, oh, he was the exalted one, but he had a boss, and it was fucking broken Matt Hardy, you know, behind all this, and they have those cinematic matches with all this crazy shit go on. That would be cool. The tag division, you have so many good tag teams. It takes a backseat. You know, you have LAX, you have the best friends, you have... Luchasaurus and yeah, Jungle yeah. Boy. Yeah. And Butcher and the Blade yeah. and... Private Party. All those guys are amazing. Like you said, the women's division, they have a lot of good women wrestlers. Fuck the Young Bucks. I'm tired I hate of the Young Bucks. I hate the Young Bucks. Oh, super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick. I, I've never been a fan of the Young Bucks. They try to make the Young Bucks sound like they were the, the Hardys from back in the day, and they're not even close. The, the, not close. Here's, here's what I look at the Young Bucks as. The Young Bucks, they're trying to make two Shawn Michaels the Hardys. The Rocker, I'm, I'm going to throw Marty Jannetty's name in here. Shawn Michaels, single era, the Rockers, the Hardys, they're at a level up here, and the Young Bucks are just not even close, and they're even trying Edge to make them even, like that. Even Edge and Christian, they're above the Young Bucks. Ed, my Edge friends. and Christian are one of the, you know, they're up there with the best tag teams in history. You go, like you said, the problem with AEW, too, is they're signing a lot of older talent, which I get, but even with WWE, you're only going to be able to push Goldberg, Undertaker, Edge. You're only going to be able to push these guys with me so far where it's not believable anymore. Like Edge. In reality, Edge is not going to fuck up Roman Reigns. It's not going to happen. Edge is fucking 50 years old. <laughs> you know? Or, or close to it. You have the same thing in AEW. Like the Big Show. Dude, I love you. Big Show. But you're not... Anything where I'm going to be like, oh, Big Show's going to be the champion. The same thing, Sting is 62 years old. Sting is there for Darby Allen to be like a mentor kind of thing. And then you have Christian coming back, and now Christian, you know, he's looking at Omega. Like, stop. Think about Christian. I love Christian. I actually sure. personally think Christian was better than Edge. I always like Christian better. But you have Christian coming in, and then you got Miro, yeah, who's, who's been great. there eight months or whatever. And Christian goes right into a title shot, and Miro's sitting there going, well, what the fuck? What about me? Or what I've about been here Pac? eight months. What about Pac? Any of the guys that have been there. Christian's great. Big Show's yeah. doing commentary. I think that's going to be good. There's a lot of positives I like about AEW. Christian, who is past his prime, unfortunately, like Edge, 
and then throw him right into the title contention, and you have guys like Miro sitting there going, I'm the best man? What is this shit? Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He went from the weddings with Lana and Bobby Lashley to another wedding in AEW. One of the guys who should be a main eventer, fucking Sammy Guevara. He's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Sammy Guevara is awesome. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of MJF or Wardlow. I fucking hate his ass. MJF is good. Brian Cage, I don't like either. It, it, there's a lot of guys that they throw in there in the top of the, the card. I'm like, eh. Like Sammy Guevara, I like. Hangman Page is good, but I still think he's kind of like... He reminds me of a Diamond Dallas Page type of guy. They're trying to push him like he's this great thing. He's very bland to me. He never really wins me over. Moxley, he's been the same character through his whole career. Jericho, I love. Uh, Scorpio Sky, I can't stand. There's a lot of guys at the upper card that are horrible when you could put other guys, like you said, like Miro in there. You could put Sean Spears in there. Pac. You could, you could put all those guys up in that, in that championship uh, division that you put the same five guys in there. Moxley, Omega, Jericho. It's become, it becomes stale, and it's the same thing. Cody Rhodes. I know, understand your division. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see your brother. I'm sorry. You're not that impressive. You never were. Yeah. Like, I liked Goldust. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. You should have retired when you left. And right. Cody, you know, I get you started this, but I don't want to see you in every fucking middle match. You know, I know he lost the uh, grab the brass ring, which looked like a gold hemorrhoid pillow. Like Darby Allen, I like Darby Allen. I know people don't like it, but I like Orange Cassidy because it's different. I actually yeah. really like Orange Cassidy. I think he's fucking great talent. I th- I like his gimmick. Where he's kind of like he doesn't give a shit. His hands in his pocket. It's it's a different gimmick I've never yeah. seen before. Yeah. The only thing good about Brian Cage is that you know they brought back the FTW Championship with Team Taz and stuff like that. That's the only but cool that thing was about- done before. Taz has gotten better on commentary because in yeah. this fucking pay-per-view, he's fucking garbage. They did the FTW Championship. It's yeah. done. Have a and- stable. Yes, Taz, have a stable. You deserve a stable. You're a legend. Have a stable. Taz having a stable is just the, the answer to MVP having a stable. Uh, that's exactly what that is. I like you know, FTR. But making them now into the pinnacle, and which you thought they were the four horsemen because of fucking Anderson, four, four, Sean Spears, and him and Tully Blunt, and now they're all in the pinnacle MJF. Just let them be the fucking tag team by themselves. They're fucking awesome. They're one of the best tag teams I've seen in the past 20 years. Well, they were underutilized when they were in WWE. That shithead Janela sucks. Uh, Pentagon and uh, Ray Phoenix, they're awesome. You're always going to have guys that are jobbers, but I think they don't want to make anybody a jobber. They want to make everyone that they're like, any, which I like, that anyone can win at any given time, which is cool, but at the same time, you have so many people, you're spacing a lot of it out that no one remembers. Like, they have AEW Dark. What channel is that? What is that on? I always hear about AEW Dark, and I have no idea what where to it's watch It's like that. on YouTube or something. And I know they're coming out with another show with uh, where Big Show or Paul White or whatever is going to be the commentator. And AEW does a lot, of, like I said, they do a lot of things right. 
Right. They're slowly turning into WCW, signing all the old guys, Stan, yeah. Christian, Big Show, Jericho, Matt Hardy. They have to be very careful with, now. well, Vince now blocked Andrade from leaving because he knows he's going to sign with AEW. Because everyone's going to sign with AEW. And if they don't sign with AEW and they sign with Impact, they're going to be on AEW. So he's not going to let you go to his competition. So if you want to release, it's never going to happen until your contract expires. And if you do, it's making AEW, like you said, look like WCW was like, oh, we're just going to sign all their guys. And, and the other problem with AEW, I like that they're working with the other federations. I like that. I think that's good that they're doing it. But you're putting Thunder Rosa in a tag match to start off your pay-per-view when you have, like, Anna Jay sitting in the back. Involve her. And they're only having, like, three, like, AW. Like, they always have Britt Baker, which is fine. And they always have uh, Nyla Rose, which is fine. There's so many women that they have and they don't use. And even, I will say, if they're going to use anybody from Impact, my favorite... I love Rosemary. I think she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's great. And Crazy Steve is fucking awesome, too. There's a lot of talent in Impact and NWA and New Japan that they're not using, but even if they use them, then they're overlooking the guys that have been there since day right. one. If you're going to work with them, like the Good Brothers are on Impact, and they just lost uh, the titles, but they crossed over in my, and they were with, with uh, Omega. Why are you even in a thing with Omega? And you're not the same company. You know, I have no problem if they want to have a crossover where they do like an invasion angle and then they have a big pay-per-view where they fight each other. But having everybody kind of cross angle, it, it, it does take away from the actual wrestlers, like you said, in the promotion. We have Impact Wrestlers where now they're taking over AEW wrestlers' spots. And I'm sure it's going to piss them off. Like, it, it's to me... When this guy Reginald is getting airtime, and somebody like Bo Dallas, for example, is in the back twiddling his thumbs. This fucking guy, it was an NXT champion, and this douchebag comes along and he's on TV every week. It's not right. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think any federation right now, any promotion, is doing it right. Maybe Impact by themselves. They have good matches. I've watched it recently, but nobody's doing it right right now. You know, AEW's got good things. AEW's got bad things. WWE has a lot of bad things, just like the pay-per-view we just watched. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, not racist at all, by the way. No, totally not. This is probably one of the most least racist ones they've ever done. We had a terrorist... Mexican landscaper gimmick and the guy who reminds you of a Nazi. All in one pay-per-view. All within three matches of each other. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. On that note, I mean, we'll, I, want, I want to get more into the recent stuff. I love talking yeah. the recent stuff with you. But I want to get more into it with uh, Gary Capetta next week because um, that's what he wants to talk about. Yeah. On that note, as we say, as we end everything, how fucking long is your charger wire? It's like seven feet long. Jesus Christ, that's taller than you. Hold on. You look like a bad magician pulling fucking...
scars out of his sleeve. You look like a bad bunny. You look like a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. Anyway, we are Front Face Live Podcast. We are often imitated, never, ever duplicated. Follow us on Twitter at Front Face Lock, Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast. We are on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Also, Thin Front Face L O K on the Twitter. Email us at frontfacelockpodcast at gmail.com if you want to hear anything or tell us, give us any advice or whatever. If you'd like to hear something on the show, whether it be a pay-per-view, a topic, or a guest, please send us a message. Donate if you can so we can get more guests, more merchandise, more equipment to make this podcast better for your listening pleasure. Yes, and we will be having shirts and hats and stickers soon. Vincent, it's always a pleasure. Reinhold, always. Ryden and Reich. Have a good night. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy 316 where we started this show. Thank you again for Ashes of Your Enemies for our intro and outro song. Hey, Ryan, you know what I hope happens to you? What? You know what I hope happens to you tonight before you go to what? bed? What? I hope that Muhammad Hassan fucking runs into your room and then startles you out of bed, right? And he's like, wait, shut the fuck up, don't say nothing. He startles you out of bed, you get up and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here, Muhammad Hassan? He's like, first of all, I'm 100% Italian, but you can still call me Muhammad Hassan because that's how you know me. And he's like, alright, why are you in my house? He's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. And then you said, no you're not. And you fucking punch him right in the gut, and he bends over, and you go to last ride him. And you go to last ride him through your floor, into the bottom floor of your house, but his fucking boner hits you right in the fucking mouth. And that's how you end your night. When Muhammad Hassan's fucking mushroom tip tickling the fucking little fucking dimple under your nose. Right? That's how I want your night to end. So, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, motherfucker. You know what? And happy St. Patrick's Day to you, and I hope your night ends with David Arquette sneaking into your bedroom and sneaking between you and your wife and just slowly cuddling with you. You know what? I hope that after he leaves me, he goes over to your house and says, you know what's going to be more amazing? Ryan, that in two years, you're going to be cuckoo for Coco Cups. Good night, everybody! (laughs) Bye-bye.